Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amibros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another episode of the Me Bros Podcast. What's going on to all the listeners out there? I'm your host, Damon. <laughs> Along with my boys, my brothers, Jared Man eighty five, JD's eighty five. What's going on, fellas? How we feeling? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm feeling good, baby. I uh, I've been on the road today, like uh, like roadkill. But hey, I didn't turn into it, so we're good. So we're we we back at the crib. We we live, baby. I'm good. Bro, you got the worst analogies of all the analogies <laughs> I've ever heard. I, here's the problem: life. I start down a path. And then I think you just keep going. I, I just, think I'm like just keep going. I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's just figure it out on the way. <laughs> right. It's all good though, yeah. man. It's good, it's good to hear from you, man. Jer- Jeremy, how you feeling, bro? You ready for the uh, morning? You ready for the morning? Oh, oh yeah, man. Okay. You know what? They're, they're, they're gonna change my name from JDZ85. I heard the the new nickname is gonna be JDZ Scratch because your boy's a scratch golfer at this point. I'm uh, just getting ready to cut y'all boys tomorrow. Just get ready for it. You scratch what? <laughs> um, Why are you I, playing golf? I, I scratch up uh, flagpoles when I got a wedge in my hand. Okay, scratch ball for. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we're we gonna see tomorrow, but uh, let's let's go ahead and get into some of this uh, some of this uh, great content that we have uh, lined up for you guys. Once again, we want to thank all the listeners for tuning in for, to us uh, another week. Uh, thanks for uh, telling your friends about us. We we're definitely uh, excited about the upcoming NFL season. We record on Thursday, so we just got a bunch of NFL games in. So let's talk about it, man. But first, let's start in the NBA. Uh, sad news to report. Uh, Boogie Cousin tears his ACL. Um, it, I've heard rumors that it's to the tune of around $150 million he's going to lose from uh, this in- injury. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's start with uh, Jared. What do, you, what do you feel about this uh, unfortunate in- incident with uh, Boogie? So... Um- it's not. He's not losing 150 million from this injury. He's losing 150 million from the, basically the last three he's had, um, because he was set up to get a, a big max contract, and then um, you know he he ends up tearing this ACL or tearing his Achilles. Once he tears his Achilles, then he tears his quad, uh, and then as he tears his quad, now he's torn his ACL. Um, and in yeah, reality, I believe, I believe today was Achilles. I'm sorry. I think we're. I think we got that backwards. No, no. Today, today was ACL. Today's ACL. So Achilles was New Orleans um, when he tore his yeah. his, okay. uh, his Achilles. So in reality, right now, what he's doing is he's. I mean, he's turned into one of the most uh, injury prone players in the league, which is sad because of the fact of how talented of a player he is, um, and it's it's unfortunate because in reality. Boogie Cousins is a significantly uh, valuable piece to the Lakers. Um, if I'm comparing, I'm going to look at this from two perspectives. Obviously, looking at it from the perspective of Boogie Cousins, I feel terrible for him. Um, he signed a um, one-year, $3.5 million contract. So, obviously, uh, you know, this is – you know, some people were saying, oh, this could be his last chance. I don't I don't believe that. But I do believe this, is a, this was an incredibly important season for him to be able to prove why he should get – the money that he's going to be seeking. Uh, unfortunately for him now, the only way that he's going to get that money is he's going to have to come back and put out multiple great years with not no injuries and those same types of numbers he was putting up beforehand. 
And I just don't see that as a realistic possibility. Um, and so with that being said, I think the toughest thing now is um, he's he's got a long rehab ahead of him. He might be out for the entire season. Um, and oh, he, he, he will be out for the entire season. I mean, possibly. A nine-month recovery will put him in the end of May. Right. As a, and then they wouldn't bring him back in the Eastern, in the Western Conference Finals. If they well, were. here's the thing, though, right? People are saying Clay could be back by February, and Clay tore his in uh, you know two months ago. So, uh, I mean, with that same time frame, I mean, that gets him back April. Uh, in all likelihood, he's done for the season. But um, in reality, I think the the biggest thing I would look at for oh, him is he's got a one year, three point five million dollar contract how much longer are teams going to be willing to give him contracts? I think he'll be able to get a veteran's minimum deal, but um, is, he's giving him more of a, a prove-it situation. And, you know, what we typically see from players like a Boogie Cousins, players who typically have had issues, uh, whether it be attitude problems, et cetera. And it seems like he was all, you know, a great soldier last year when he was playing with the Warriors, but his reputation has not been known as that. So it's, uh, you know, almost a situation like Antonio Brown, like whenever, when, whenever you fall off or injuries start to get you, how willing our team is going to be to put up with you. And, um, you know, I wish him the best. Um, as far as the Lakers are concerned, um, I think it's definitely a blow. I, I, I thought Boogie Cousins was going to be a good fit. But in reality, um, you know, if the uh, the talk is is true, that this is going to lend to them possibly going after Carmelo Anthony to get some bench scoring, um, I would actually prefer Carmelo on this team than to Boogie Cousins. I think Carmelo uh, allows them to be able to play a small ball lineup that would be uh, advantageous to them being able to be successful. And uh, at the end of the day, I, th- I think the Lakers will figure out a way to, to replace him as a piece because I don't think he's, you know, it'd be tough to replace Boogie Cousins if he was, you know, Boogie Cousins. But um, he's not been Boogie Cousins for a few years now, and I think that's going to be the, the the biggest thing is I still think the Lakers – uh, will be fine. They will just have to replace them with some depth that, um, you know, can come in and, and give similar minutes from an offensive standpoint. Jeremy, what do you think about this, man? Boogie, is is Boogie done? What, I mean, what are your thoughts? Man, I, I, I hope Boogie's not done. Uh, I do have my doubts, though. I hope he can come back. I think this – it's actually really sad to look at it and look at – his college teammate and him, him. I mean, really, the only difference between him and John Wall is John Wall got his money before he got injured, and Demarcus got injured just before he got his money. So, if you look at both of them, they've had some catastrophic injuries. I'm not sure they're going to be able to come back from them, at least not at the same level they were before. But with the John Wall situation, he got two hundred million dollars, and if you really want to look at it from a, you know, production standpoint, you could make the argument that Demarcus Cousins was possibly better than John Wall. Um, before the injury. So um, I think it was, you know, unfortunate no, you for can. him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you definitely can. Like DeMarcus Cousins before. Uh, no, you can't. Be- before the injury was averaging like, what was it, like 26, 13 and 5. I don't care what he's averaging. <laughs> <laughs> no, be- no way better than no doggone. Uh, I don't think he was better than John Wall. But, I mean, uh, in perspective. Um, John, John Wall was never game uh, you see, you DeMar- haven't seen DeMar- him play in person. You clearly I have, have DeMar- I, I have DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins in his prime was was the best center in basketball. John Wall in his prime might have been a top five point guard, maybe. But Jeremy, that that's that's like saying, okay, so and so is a is, is a top five. I mean, if think about a, a position in in football where there's uh, 
it's oh yeah, so and so is a top five uh long snapper compared to somebody being a top five receiver. Like no, just- that's, Jared, Jared, that's, that's silly because long snapper is not a real position. It's just literally like n- nobody's going to rank a, a long snapper. It's just like saying, oh, well, the quarterback is the most important position. But, so but Jeremy, how many the quarterbacks how many, are more, so put, more put important this in than Aaron Donald? Yeah, but Aaron Donald's still way better than they are. Jared, put this in perspective. How many how many centers in the league right now change the out, outlook of a season? Uh, Joel Embiid, uh, DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. before his injury, before um, injury, okay. Uh, Jokic. Um, yep. Let's see. I mean, it depends on what you're saying. Like, change the outlook of the season. If Rudy Gobert goes down, they're they're. I mean, they're in big trouble. Like, they're not the same team. Um, yes, but like, in, like in perspective, lot, right? With a lot of teams, R- Rudy Gobert. But, but put this in perspective. Even I mean, we're really good off topic. Time, I, there's four, maybe. No, no, I, I just, I'm just saying, we're you're comparing point guards to centers. I mean, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's all I, good. I, let's, I let's, they, uh, go ahead, Jeremy. Finish last. Well, so, well, I, I, I want to get into a little bit more on John on uh, Demarcus's injury, and then you know how it's going to affect the Lakers. Uh, I, I don't think he's ever going to get that big payday he's looking for. I think he could come back and you know possibly have a good season. The good thing about him missing this whole entire season and trying to get his money, there could be an opportunity for him maybe to get a um, get a spot on the U.S. team uh, for the Olympics in 2020. Then he could show something of what he could do with some top talent, especially in those warm-up games and things like that, coming off of an injury before trying to get his money, as opposed to coming out and nobody's seen you play in forever. So I think that's probably going to be his best option. As far as the Lakers, this is a huge blow for the Lakers. I mean huge. DeMarcus Cousins was the only thing that was going to force anybody to play a big lineup against them. Like, who's who's going to – who had to pay, play a traditional center if DeMarcus Cousins is in the lineup? Nobody's put a traditional center in for JaVale McGee. Like, who who is the center now? So, you've got a team – But, Jeremy, who's, who's the person that's guarding – who's the big that's guarding Anthony Davis if he's playing center? The same person who's going to guard him before. Like the, the the power for so Jerry, if you had Demarcus Cousins, how you gonna say and, they got Anthony Davis and picked up Demarcus Cousins? That's kind of a yeah, we'll we'll kind of take him kind of deal. But but that's my point though. Anthony Davis is not that big. Anthony but, Davis is six ten and maybe two hundred and forty pounds. You don't like Demarcus Cousins is six eleven, three hundred pounds. You got to put you got to put a real center in on Demarcus stay healthy. Cousins. You really think you really thought they were betting on him to be able to play a full season healthy? You really thought? Yeah, he. I mean, he, no. he played a full season last okay. year almost. No, he didn't. No, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get there until April. The season. He came out the All Star break. No, he came way before All Star. He came back in January. But I mean, over, overall, <laughs> overall, what you're just looking at with Demarcus Cousins, he hasn't been an injury prone player in his career. He hasn't been. Um, he had the the torn Achilles, and that was he has the last three years now, or two years. Yes, yes. So two years. So at the end of the day, what you're talking about with the Lakers is a team that's going to have two players that can score. So all right, we've got. LeBron averaging 25. We got Anthony Davis averaging 25. So you got 50 points. Kyle Kuzma's probably going to average 20 on 25% shooting. So at the end of the day, you've got 70 points between those three. And you're going to have a very hard time trying to find the other 50 points you're going to need for how sorry your defense is going to be. So at the end of the day, I really think this took you guys out of playoffs. I really I really think it took you out of playoffs. All right, Jerry, go ahead. Go ahead. And I know you want to respond to this, and we're going to get into some uh, NFL talk. So first off. Who's playing big lineups right now? Maybe Philly. That's the only one. Nobody else is playing big lineups. Two, out of the playoffs, 
the Lakers are favorites to win the championship this year, according to, to Caesars. So, uh, what are you talking about? Thirdly, yeah, you know, their third, I think third, third favorite to win last year. Well, Jeremy, I think last year everybody was just picking LeBron. I think this year people are looking at it and saying it's Anthony Davis and LeBron James. This is what you, I mean, who played center for the Pelicans two years ago? Oh, it just happened to be Anthony Davis. And so at the end of the day, when they when he when he did play center two years ago, who averaged forty and fifteen when they played the uh the Trailblazers in the in the, uh in the playoffs? Anthony the Davis. Jeremy, when he played the, when he played the, the Warriors, he averaged over thirty and twelve. Like I, who was guarding track. him? Jeremy, Jer- when they played the Warriors, what happened? Oh, they got beat down. He averaged over thirty and twelve. Oh, 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 Jeremy, who, who, who Jeremy, guarded Davis? They got beat. They got beat four one. Sure, who guarded Anthony and, Davis? Uh, they had a lot of people trying to guard him. Draymond uh, guarded him. They was a six seven guy guarded him. Draymond did not guard him for the for the he most did. of this year. Jeremy wasn't. They played last year. They played Zaza a good bit. They played. Uh, they played Kevon Looney. And in reality, Jeremy, they couldn't stop Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis averaged over thirty and twelve. It's the fact that you have Kevin Durant uh, and Steph Curry point. and Clay Thompson. That's my point. That's been a, that's been the case with, Le- with Anthony Davis and LeBron forever, especially Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis always gets his stats, but why does his team always lose? Because he doesn't make his team better. So at the end of the day, so Jeremy, he Jeremy, stats. Jeremy, answer this question: Has there been a team in the last three years has been as talented as the Warriors? No. So I mean, to answer this question: today, he lost, the, I mean, Answer this question: Over the last three years, if you take out the games they play against the Warriors, do the Pelicans have a winning record? In the regular no. season, I don't know. No. So it's Anthony. So Anthony Davis is not changing life. It's not because of the Warriors. It's because Anthony Davis not winning. All right, fellas. But Jeremy, here, All right, we, here's what I'm telling you. You can say Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis carried the team to the second round of playoffs and then ran to the Warriors. Like, All right, so obviously you guys, you guys aren't going to agree on this. We can we can talk about Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins all day. But let's talk about some NFL. Preseason started tonight. Um, but let's get into some shenanigans real quick. Antonio Brown threatens retire, retirement due to, uh, I call it helmet gate. But at the end of the day, they said, uh, Antonio Brown, you need to wear these helmets or you can't play. And he said he's going to go play for his teammates. So uh, let's start with Jared. Um, what do you think about this whole helmet gate thing with Antonio Brown? Obviously, we know he's a diva. And I think I saw an interview after that saying that he didn't need football, but he's obviously showing up uh, to, uh, uh, to, to, to team headquarters to play. So, uh, Jared, let me hear your thoughts about Antonio Brown. I think at the end of the day, Antonio Brown is exactly what we thought he was, which is a DVR receiver. Um, is Antonio Brown worth it? No, he's not worth it. In reality, like, I'm not sure he's worth – I mean, he, he they traded a third and a fifth rounder to get Antonio Brown. In reality, right now, I'm not sure if I would have traded a sixth-round pick to get Antonio Brown. He's a great, great player. But this nonsense has been going on for years now. Like, the Steelers have been covering it up somewhat for him. But, like, we can't get to the situation now where, all right, you're threatening not to show up. You just got your money, which you were complaining about with Pittsburgh. They give you $30 million guaranteed. You somehow don't follow the instructions on the cryotherapy. So I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever been in cryotherapy treatment, but they always require you to wear brand-new socks that have no perspiration so that your feet don't get frostbitten. It's known. It's not like it's like, oh, no, this is a surprise. It's literally a part of the regimen. You go in there, and there's a basket full of fresh socks to put on. He goes in there with no socks on at all, wet feet, and burns nearly 
three, four layers of skin off the bottom of his feet. Joe, where'd you get and that then from? He goes, oh, it wasn't his. From, from what he's saying, he had, he had the what he thought were proper shoes on or proper footwear on from what they said. But there, I guess there was a, a language barrier because he was in France. Jeremy, you, Jeremy, you know good and damn well they're not to get into a uh, freezer type therapy with no with no wet socks on. Yeah, I mean, but I'm reality, trying to who said he had wet socks on? That's what the reports are. Going off that of what what said. This, said. this might be all hearsay, so you know. But, but in reality, the only way you're getting frostbite on there is if you have wet socks on or have no socks on at all. That's the only way. I, I've done, and, and they're pumping liquid nitrogen into the chamber. What do you think is going to happen if it touches your bare, your your bare skin at the bottom? Where it's where, and and at the end of the day, man, I'm not even huge. I'm not hugely concerned about even the, the liquid nitrogen cryotherapy tank. But he's been an issue everywhere he's gone. This is a dude where Mike Tomlin three years ago in the AFC champ going to the AFC championship game is doing a post game speech to his team, telling them about how to stay off social media and why he's doing that. Antonio Brown is Facebook live in it on social media. Like the the irony of all ironies is when somebody's telling you not to put a whole lot of stuff on social media and you're Facebook live in it. That that speech. I think at the end of the day, he is not worth the trouble. Uh, their team is not good enough to where it's gonna be uh, relevant for for them to need him. And I think at the end of the day, I think they're gonna be sorely disappointed um, at the results they're gonna get from him this season. Jeremy, what do you think about this, Antonio Brown? I think uh, Antonio Brown is obviously a diva. Antonio Brown obviously has his issues. Um, I'm not a fan of Antonio Brown as the person. But as a football player, Antonio Brown is, at worst case scenario, the second best receiver in football. Like, from a... from a Okay, X's and O's. Who can do the most? Maybe Julio's over him. But, I mean, that, that would be the only person. Like... Uh, <laughs> Nobody else can do more than what Antonio Brown can do. Am I saying that I would take him as the second best receiver in football or was my second pick? No, because of all this stuff. But is he worth it? Uh, absolutely. Like, you, you're about to get Amari Cooper paid 18 to $19 million. Are you asking me, would I rather have Amari Cooper with a great personality or have Antonio Brown with a terrible personality? Give me Antonio Brown because he's way more talented and he can do way more. What he's going to do for Derek Carr, that offense is really going to take off. I like what Gruden did there with with uh, Incognito. I like what he did with Antonio Brown bringing in um, Jacobs, the running back from Alabama. I think it's going to be a huge upgrade from them. Uh, and then Brandon Parker apparently has been looking decent. He's not starting right now, but shout out to A and T. I heard I heard he's been looking pretty good in preseason. So Aggie I think the Pride. offensive line will be will be uh, sure up some. And at the end of the day, I think he's going to be very productive. Will they win? Absolutely not, because their schedule is too too hard. Um, but I, do I think he's worth the the trade value they gave up to get him? He's like, he's going to be a, he, he's going to be, I, I'll say a third and a fifth rounder is worth simply. If you're just trying to evaluate if Derek Carr is your quarterback, if, if you want to evaluate if Derek Carr is your quarterback and you give him Antonio Brown, if that doesn't succeed, he's not your quarterback. But, but here's the thing that I, I disagree with your logic that, Oh well, look at Antonio Brown. He's, he can do one. I don't know how good Antonio Brown is. He's a great player, but I don't know how good because before Antonio Brown was there, 
Who was the receiver on, on the Steelers that looked like he was the franchise receiver? Mike Wallace. People were talking about, is Mike Wallace a top five receiver in the league? How did he look when he left Pittsburgh? Eh, not great. Before that, Heinz Ward was a pro bowler for about six or seven straight years. Now, Heinz uh, uh, Ward is a Hall of Famer. He was a pro bowler before, he, before Big Ben got there. But, Jeremy, what I'm telling you is the, re the receivers for Pittsburgh are known to have to be some of the, the best at developing receivers. Look at outside of those. Martavis Bryant, size the weed, looked fantastic with the Steelers. Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster, 1,300 yards last year. Looks like a number one receiver already. Oh, now all of a sudden, have you guys noticed James Washington's just been balling out all preseason? Like, so at the end of the day, if you have a team that throws the ball last year more than any other team in the league, uh, Ben Rossberger led the league in, in passing yards, and you have – uh, uh, an offense that is set up to be as explosive as the Steelers. I don't know how much of that is the Steelers. I don't know how much is that Antonio Brown. And I definitely, you told him at worst top two. I'm not putting him clearly. I mean, I, I take uh, Julio and DeAndre Hopkins. At, at Jared, Jared, stop with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is a great player. DeAndre Hopkins cannot do what Antonio Brown can do. DeAndre Hopkins. And, De and, De and Antonio Brown can't do what DeAndre Hopkins does. You know, you're right, because he can get open on anybody. Like, like he can, he, no, doesn't, he doesn't make the contested catches that DeAndre Hopkins makes, but he gets open way easier than DeAndre Hopkins does. He just does. No, he doesn't. Jeremy, at the end of the Jeremy, day, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins You have to throw Jeremy, him open. Jeremy, put this in perspective. Is Bill O'Brien a good play caller? No. So if you're looking at who's, who's throwing somebody open, who's, the scheme that the, the Steelers yeah, who, are running. Who's calling plays? Jeremy, for, Juju, for Jeremy Juju's getting open. Juju ran a 4-7 at the combine. Like Juju's getting they're open because, because AB's getting double teamed. Jeremy, at the end of the day, Antonio Brown, just, there's plenty of plays he draws passes. There's plenty of balls where he doesn't get his feet in from the sidelines. And at the end of the day, he's, he's almost like a, a, a slightly better version of Tyreek Hill. Like he's not. Yeah, he doesn't drop passes. What does he not get to teach? He does he's drop got the passes. Best, he's got the best footwork in, in in the game by far. You're talking about. He's got the best footwork running routes. He does not get his feet down. Jared, Jared, just just put it in perspective. You told me that Mike Wallace looked great before he got there. In the last six seasons, Antonio Brown has not had his worst season last year or two three years ago at 1,284. Mike Wallace's very best season in his entire career was twelve hundred and fifty. So, if you look at from a production standpoint, Jim, I'm not telling you that, that Antonio, Antonio Brown's not better Antonio, than Mike Wallace. Sure, but Antonio Brown, from a production standpoint, over the last six years has put up numbers that only Jerry Rice can compare to. Only Jerry Rice. That's it. But Jeremy, how many targets has he gotten, and how much are they throwing the ball now? In reality, if you're going to compare what DeAndre Hopkins has done the last five six years with Outside of the past, what, 16, 22 out of the last 30, 32 games or something? Outside of that, he's had not a quarterback that was a top 30 quarterback in the league on his roster. Jerry, I, I, DeAndre Hopkins is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take away from DeAndre Hopkins. But because you're a Texans fan, you're, you're a little biased. I'm not. Me. I'm not even saying I, this because I'm not. I'd take, I'd take DeAndre Hopkins over AB if I was picking a team. I would take Michael Thomas over AB if I was picking a team. If I was saying, hey, take the personality out of it, who's better? Antonio Brown's better than both of them, and it's not close. It's really Jeremy. not. And that's based on what? That's based on the fact that they get double-teamed every time he gets open on, on a consistent basis. And Jeremy, and if you ask the DBs in the league, the best DBs, Patrick Peterson said, 
DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. Jalen uh, Jalen Ramsey said DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. Yeah, Madden yeah, said Jaylen, he's the Jaylen best Ramsey receiver in the league. When Jaylen, Pro Football Focus said Madden, he's the best Madden, receiver in the league. Did you, did you go by Madden? I did. Jared, Jared, stop. First off, Pro Football Focus also said two years ago that DeAndre Hopkins wasn't a top ten receiver. So are you telling me that that was, that, that was the truth? No, it wasn't. So at the end of the day, De, uh, no, because they saw the light. Who who had who had better stats against Jalen Ramsey? Was it uh AB or was it? DeAndre. Oh, it was A.B. Okay, who had better stats against Patrick Peterson? Here's the difference, though. A.B. had better stats because they were down the entire game and lost 44-41. to 41. The, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we got a, a three-touchdown lead, had Blake Bortles, and then ran the ball the rest of the game. So if you're going to try to compare the games, that's they're, they're completely different. He had no stats the entire first half. Second half, when they're throwing the ball, Hell Marys to try to get back in the game. Oh, yeah, he was a great yards. Jared, I'll say this. This is how you know DeAndre or how you know Deshaun Watson's good. Because his completion percentage with, um, with DeAndre Hopkins is so high. Because at the end of the day, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get open. That's why his catch rate is so bad over the course of his career. It's not always the quarterback. But Jeremy, Jerry Rice didn't get open. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Rice got open all the time. He's the best route runner in the history of football. What are you talking about? He was the best route runner, but he was not fast. Jerry, AB's not fast. That's my point. He's a 4-6 guy. Jeremy, all I'm telling you is AB is a very good receiver. He's not a top two receiver in the league. If you're just say talent wise, he's not even the receiver that Odell Beckham Jr. is. Okay, except for the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. can't do half the stuff he can do. Dude had 1,800 yards receiving in a season and 15 touchdowns. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins can do it. But Jeremy, at the end of the day, though, you said how many? Uh, oh, he had all these yards receiving. They're throwing the ball more than anybody else. Okay, and and so they're throwing the ball more than anybody else, which means that most teams are going to prepare for the pass. Who's getting double teamed all the time? A.B. But, but Jeremy, if I throw the ball more than anybody else, I don't care if it – one, you can't double A.B. all game. You know why? Because he's got Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side of the field. Jeremy, but he Secondly, just got Juju. He just got Juju. He's two years in. Jeremy, who was there before Juju? Emmanuel Sanders? Okay. Emmanuel Sanders has been gone for five years. He had three years between that when none of them were there. Jeremy, so – even if right, you last, take last out those years, he had Martavis Bryant in between there. He's had receivers consistently. Martavis Bryant ain't nobody. Come on, Jerry. Martavis Bryant had had the the longest streak to start a career with over hundred yards and over a t- and at least a touchdown to start their career. What was it? Two games. Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant is Kenny Stills in his prime. Stop. All right, fellas. Let's let's uh, switch gears. Let's talk. Let's keep it in the NFL, but let's uh, switch to some off the field uh, kind of breaking development over the last few days. Uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation have teamed up with the NFL um, to uh, kind of uh, it's kind of a weird I guess we're going to see how it plays out but it's going to be a partnership and where they're going to be producing some content with the NFL obviously this is a a very controversial subject being that Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job I'm a huge Jay fan I got to kind of trust him I'm, I'm trusting him that he has a bigger vision in mind because I know that he he thinks three steps ahead, but we got to see, man. It looks kind of shady on, on on the on the on the front side of it, but at the same time, Cap did take a settlement, so you know it's it's uh it's a, it's a lot to to think about with this whole situation. But let's start with Jeremy. Uh, what do you think about this whole Jay Z uh, NFL Rock Nation partnership? Um, I've got no issue with it, um, mainly because Kaepernick did already settle. Um, I think Kaepernick still deserves an opportunity to be in the league. 
But the biggest reason is because Jay-Z is just like the owners. He's about his money. And I don't think that we can overlook it. I don't see Jay-Z. I don't, I don't know why people expected Jay-Z to take some kind of moral high ground. I mean, you're talking about the same person who his business partner, Dame Dash, was engaged to Aaliyah before she died. And then after she died, knowing what R. Kelly did to Aaliyah, who went and did a tour with him, who did an album with him, I don't think, at, at the end of the day, I don't fair. think, that's well, not how fair. is that not fair? That's not fair. You, don't, not you fair? don't know the circumstances of any of that. What, Dave Dash what said this? in an interview with Nick Cannon two weeks ago that at that point, that's what pretty much ended their entire relationship because he said, hey, if you know exactly what happened with with Aaliyah and you're going to do an album with him, I don't want my name associated with you. So what does that, what does that have to do with Jay? If 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 one of your best friends had was engaged to someone that you were really close to and they were abused by somebody, would you go work with them? No, you wouldn't. Like that, that that's that's moral principle. Why why would I expect why would I expect him to be like, oh well, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna do that, but you know what, I'm I'm gonna turn down business to help Kaepernick who I barely know. Like, no, I I don't expect any more from from Jay. I think Jay is who, a business. Who was the executive and, producer on that album? It wasn't uh it wasn't Dame. It was Dame Dash. No, it was not. Dame said he didn't take a single sip from that, and he would not work on the project. He said all. all he said even all of the the Rockefeller money that was supposed to come back to him, he donated to charity because he was not going to take a cent from it. Oh, so so he donated no money to charity. Okay. But go ahead. So, well, at, at the end of the day, the, there's profit that comes back to the to the company based on the sales of the of the record. Oh, but he so he get, got paid from it, but he didn't get paid from it. Okay. Uh. Go ahead. What do you mean he got paid for it? He, How's, he, you're saying he, he didn't get paid for it, but he's, he's, getting, he's, he's donating money that he got off of the profit of the album. So, so he, so he didn't profit from not? it, yeah. The company got paid for it that he owns, and he donated the profit. Okay. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, I think this is I, – I completely disagree. I take a, the completely opposite side of it. I didn't get why people were so upset about it in the first place. I'll tell you why. One, as much as – Obviously, Colin Kaepernick deserves to be in the league. I agree. Once you're Colin Kaepernick and you settle, you kind of given up part of that, that moral high ground on that side because now you're saying, all right, I'm cool with what's happened in the NFL. Exactly. Secondly, if you're Eric Reed, who was the one that was denigrating Jay-Z for doing it, you're still playing in the league. Okay. So you can say, oh, well, you know what? Why would you right. want to partner with the NFL? You're partnered with the NFL as a player currently. Next. If you want to par- look at, at what Jay-Z said and you listen to his interview, he said the point of the protest was not to get Colin Kaepernick a job. The point of the protest was to bring attention to blacks and the injustices in the criminal justice system. Do you guys are you are a lot more people aware of black the the the, the of blacks in the criminal justice system and the way they've been mistreated? Yes. So I'm not telling you that I'm not sure. oh yeah, that everything's solved. You're not sure about what? I'm not sure that you don't there think, is. You don't think, you don't think I, that I, the like, overall people know what the I, I don't, I, Colin Kaepernick's protest was about? Well, no, I think I, well, I think people knew what Kaepernick's protest was about to begin with. I don't think it was ever a case of where, you know, there was all of these, you know, people out there that just didn't know that black people were being mistreated. I don't think that was the case. People just turned a, a, a blind eye to it. And I think Colin Kaepernick's, no, Protest shine more than shine a light. It, it it brought the conversation to the forefront where people didn't want to talk about it. 
I I I 100% disagree that oh man people didn't know that black people were being mistreated across the country and then oh wow this is you know news to us man Jeremy, I can't believe Jeremy, it, I'll give you, know, you I'll give you a personal Jeremy I'll give you a personal story I'll give you a personal story about this obviously Colin Kaepernick when Nike came out with the uh the Kaepernick uh the platform the campaign um there were a lot of conservatives who who were not fans of it when that happened there was somebody that and I'm not going to mention her name on here, but somebody that we uh, we went to high school with that re that posted something up there that was it was like a picture of some cops or something and talking about some uh, and it took the same line that they used from Kaepernick where it talks about um, you know stand for something even if it means sacrificing everything and the picture was of the they changed it from Kaepernick to the cops and said now I, yeah I fixed it now and I I talked to the person I commented on the on the on the post and I said. You know, we went to the same school. Obviously, we're in the same grade. So, you know, I've never been, you know, in any trouble from, from a crime perspective. I said, I got pulled over by cops all the time. And I said, I got pulled over three times in one week when I was in high school. I said, I got pulled over in our neighborhood. The cop asked, what, what, was, what was I doing? And I said, going home. And he said, where is that? And I said, the house right there. And he said, oh, you're the kids from the tennis team, huh? And I said, but you guys didn't know what was going on. Y'all were at random parties in high school having having beer chugs and not having any idea what was going on in the life of even a classmate that you guys went to school with. So at the end of the day, I said, you may not understand what's going on. I said, but for you to try to act as if it's not happening or this, that he's making this up is a, is a false narr uh, narrative. And she, she uh, sent me a, a Facebook message and was like, I had no idea that stuff was going on. I'm in tears reading your email, uh, your message, because I had no idea any of that thing. I just thought this was something that he was making up. So to say that nobody understood, or, or nobody that's, that's thought this, this that, was that really actually, going on, that, that actually proves my point. People like it's not like there wasn't evidence out that people, that black people, been abused. And just like she said, she thought he was just making something up. So it's not like I, I don't. I think. And I'm not gonna say completely. Nobody's changed their mind. I think 90 percent of people in in America talk to, and I, I would probably throw myself into that same category. I, I try to listen to, to what people say, but for the most part, most people listen to respond. Most people have ideas that they think of, and you know, you I try to make myself as educated about topics as possible in order to give myself the best outlook on things. But at the same time, most people listen. To comment and try to change other people's opinion. Nobody's actually listening to go to try to get understanding. So from the from the overall gist of things, I think he, I'm not trying to at all diminish what Kaepernick did. I think he brought a lot of attention to topics that were being swept under the rug for years and years and years. But from a macro perspective, do I think that there are there's a community of of let's be frank, white people who didn't know black people were being abused by the police that now are like, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, hell, uh, I, I say Rodney King should have done that 20 years ago. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Trayvon, Trayvon wasn't police, but, I mean, Tamir Rice, you got um, – what's, what's the guys got choked? I mean, it, it's it's so many – it's so much evidence out there. It's I compare it to people saying, yeah, you know what, honor. I don't think Trump is racist. Well, if you don't think Trump is racist, at the end of the, the, end of the day, you're just not paying attention. But Jeremy, here's here's what you're missing though. Here's the major point you're missing. You saying, "Oh yeah, I don't think, think anybody's going to change their mind." Well, then why are we still protesting? Why are we still doing any? What was the point to get the awareness out? It wasn't necessarily to change anybody's mind. It was to get the awareness out of what was going on. And right now, 
the awareness is out. So what is the next actionable step? I agree with what Jay-Z said. I'm not telling you that, hey, we have to fix it all. I'm telling you, all right, what's the next step in making this a, a, a next, protest that I, was I, worth it? I feel it? like the next step is before he makes that partnership, in all honesty, I, I feel like he has to he has to tell Roger Goodell to put Colin on the team. You put Colin but, on but the team. But that's not his decision. You, First off, Colin Kaepernick, clearly Colin Kaepernick is being blackballed. I'm not naive enough to act like, oh, yeah, hey, the reason he's not on the team is because of his skill. But Colin Kaepernick would have been on a team had one Ray Lewis was working to get him on the Ravens. The reason he's not on the Ravens is because Ray Lewis, when he was trying to get him on the on the Ravens, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend Nessa wears a shirt or posts something on Twitter or whatnot that depicted uh, Steve Bashotti, the, the owner of the Ravens, as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Django, and that that ended his his opportunity there. And then you look at it from. Uh, he had a he had there were the teams that needed jobs. It was the Dolphins. He wore a Fidel Castro shirt. I, mean, I think there's and I think at the end of the day, does he deserve a job? Yes, he does. Absolutely. But I think if he, you, you he can't take the, huh? I said, yeah, he didn't help his case. He didn't help his case. But with that being said, you can't want. Oh, I'm, I want this job. I want this job, and then settle with the league. And then Eric Reed, oh, yeah, how, how dare you partner with the league when you're partnering with the league as a player? Like, there, there are certain things that I thought were hypocritical about I'll say, I'll say this. You can't – I'm not going to hold it against Kaepernick for settling with the league. He he needs to be able to make a living. I, I I'm not holding it against him. But I'll say this, and, th- and this is my last point on it, um, just based on, you know, the whole situation with Kaepernick and, and, and the entire thing. Overall, with Kaepernick not having a job, I, I'll be 100% honest with you, this might come off as callous. I don't want Colin Kaepernick to get a job right now in, in the NFL because Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in three years. So what will end up happening is Colin Kaepernick will probably come out and look terrible because I never thought Colin Kaepernick was that good to begin with. Uh, obviously, he's a he's good enough to be a, a average starter. I probably put him in the same category I put Dak Prescott. Um, overall, I so think so because you don't think he's good, he shouldn't get another NFL shot. Is what you're saying? I think if he comes back right now, he will look so bad that it'll 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 lend to people going. See, that's why he wasn't in the league to begin with because he so what he is just it, wasn't what, good so enough. what. So you rather people, you rather not give him a shot, and be scared of what people going to talk shit about him? How, what kind no, of no, it's not mean? about people talking. It, it, it. I think it diminishes some of of the platform of. No, it hey, This is actually because we already it established does. that we we know what the nil was about. We know what it's about. So while him playing yeah, right now, it has nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick is a more prominent figure. Off the field, and he is holding somebody's clipboard in the NFL right now. Jeremy, I'll, I'll put this in perspective. Right now, Con Kaepernick is better than Mitchell Trubisky, and I Jerry, think he's not. If Con Kaepernick, he he hundred percent is. The, the reports coming out of Chicago said sure. you guys, he's better than. Yeah, right let, now I'm not. Let, sure. let, me, let me finish. Right now I'm not. Let, sure. let me finish. Right now I'm not sure he's better than Nate Peterman. Put this in perspective. One, Mitchell Trubisky clearly isn't the athlete that the Con Kaepernick is. Two. Uh, from all reports, Mitchell Trubisky is missing wide open throws at practice. They said the concern is he doesn't even look like a competent NFL starter right now at camp. And if you're looking at the way that they played, they played Trubisky short reads or easy, non you know non uh, sophisticated looks, and just having them run. Kaepernick could do that better than Trubisky could. Uh, I mean, he's he's a better player right now. He's he's clearly a better player right now than uh than 
Lamar Jackson is and some of those other players, they're, they're, they're putting in similar roles. I think the game is easier to be played right now. It, the game is easier to be played right now than it was when he left. I think any, any position that he got right now, I mean, I, people out, oh, ago. he's out of the league this long. But, but Jeremy, RG3 was out two years ago. And then what happened? Came right back. Okay, cool. He still looks great. You know why? Because he's a talented he's, he, player. He came back and came back up. And RG3 was a, it was a, RG3 was a much better no, – no, 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 wait, wait, wait. RG3 was a much better passer than Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick has never even read defenses. Colin Kaepernick at his best was a poor man's Cam Newton. Jim, like Colin the best Kaepernick, choice for him would have been to go to Ka- the Panthers and be the backup last, of Cam. That's Colin like, Kaepernick's last six starts. Colin Kaepernick's last six starts. He had 12 touchdowns and four interceptions and 103 quarterback rating. Like the 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 irony of it, and that's the narrative. Oh, you can he couldn't throw. Literally, Dak if you Prescott's compare Con Kaepernick, if you compare Con Kaepernick's last six starts to the six starts that Jimmy Garoppolo played for the 49ers when he got his 127 million, their stats were identical. It was nothing different. And so Con Kaepernick threw for a few more yards per game. It, it's not about can Colin Kaepernick play? He could clearly still play. He's still talented enough with us, and he's still and, in shape. I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo also played four backup quarterbacks during that stretch. So, I mean, it is what it is. Well, let's get back to the main topic of the actual uh, partnership. I guess, like we said, there's some, it's some strong opinions on both sides, all sides. Uh, we kind of kind of see how it plays out, um, and uh, hopefully it's for the better of the community and the culture, but that's all we got, fellas. Y'all got any uh, parting words for the listeners uh, before we get up out of here? By the way, did y'all see that Lamar uh, Jackson clip? Yeah, they somehow the, caught the it back. Yeah, scattered. Jared, that's the one Jared was just oh, saying. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's better than him right God. now. I think he looked like a. Oh, Jeremy, I saw the play. Uh, Lamar like Jackson runs steroids. like like Mike Vick on steroids. He does, yeah, but he like can't a, throw the ball. That's, that's like a, better a, than Tebow. He he's a better thrower. Well, you can't make that argument because you just got thro- done talk, talking about stats. You just got done talking about stats. I think I think uh, we got a higher, higher Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson more accurate thrower than Mike Vick was coming out of V Tech his first year. Because remember, Vick couldn't throw where he came where he first what? came out of V Tech. I said yeah, Lamar Jackson's right. probably equal if not better than arm, than, he didn't have a bigger arm than Vic did. Y'all y'all are tripping. Vic when he came out of Virginia Tech could still throw the ball. He was a competent passer. Lamar Jackson is Tim Tebow as a passer. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, I'm not. I told y'all that, that when it happened. When, when, anyway, that's, um, that's a whole other conversation. But Jerry, you have to like Lamar Jackson is actually a solid passer. He is. He's a solid passer. He is. We'll see. But according to uh, uh, based on what, a, definitely a nasty clip. Um, you guys get a chance. It's on House of Highlights. Uh, but anyway, as always, uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to us another week. Uh, we're gonna be back next week uh, with uh, college preview, NFL preview. We're gonna know kind of where the team sit going into uh week one so we got a lot of good t- content coming up for you guys so uh be looking out for us make sure you follow us on uh, instagram uh, me bros underscore podcast tell your friends about us and uh yeah man we out